Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. We're, we're now moving on uh, into another dimension or another part of the whole series on, uh, on PropTech and now starting to look at systems and apps or systems and applications, uh, which are particularly relevant to property investment, of course. And I'm joined on the show today by Mark Trupp, who is the CEO of Arthur which is a property management platform, in case you weren't aware of that. Besides discovering that Arthur is actually a he um, that has a personality, we also discover some of the possibilities that he, and indeed other more current mobile-friendly property management platforms can bring to us. This enables communications between the different stakeholders that we have as property investors to undertake multiple and routine tasks uh, with the emphasis um, being, you know, coming out really from this discussion that I had with Mark. Plus, I also get Mark to share some of the apps that he's using himself right now as well. So let's have a listen in to our conversation right now. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. Well, hi again, everybody. Um, another uh, fantastic guest on the podcast uh, in the middle of our series on PropTech. And um, I'm really pleased to welcome Mark Trupp. Hopefully I've said that right, but um, you can correct me, Mark. Mark, would you like to say hello to everybody? Hi, everyone. No, and that, that is correct. Okay, good. Uh, I'm, I'm not always great, the greatest at getting pronunciation, so I'm glad I got that one right. But, uh, Mark, it's, it's, you know, it's great to have you on the show. Um, I'm actually a customer. Uh, although not fully uh, utilized one. So maybe you can help me in that respect alone. But um, it would be really useful, I think. I try and get my guests to introduce themselves. So um, perhaps if I could just put you on the spot a little bit, if you wouldn't mind just sort of setting the scene a little bit and just describing who you are and and where you are in this space, really. That would be really useful. Okay. So uh, I'm a a founder director of Arthur Online and a self-managing property manager really managing his own portfolio uh, and actually using the platform that we've created so that's how and where I am today fabulous you did you just say he by then in the uh, when you referred to Arthur yeah Arthur's a sort of male name and we we sort of we all we all have a different vision of what Arthur is to each of us that work with Arthur so uh, I have a sort of image in my mind of what the software is he's got a character and uh, I refer to him as a he I've not come across anyone in the office that refers to Arthur as a she though but uh, we, we tend to everyone refers to Arthur in, in any way they want but for me is a he well it's certainly memorable and um, I don't think I'll get it out of my mind now that it's a, it's probably a, it's a persona it's an individual yes. with a character sounds like anyway that's uh, growing and evolving yes yeah, so mark what I was really you know interested in, in in talking to you about today was the idea of systems apps and you know general technology that property investors could use um, and I know obviously you're, you're in the sort of property management space but you know we could talk about 
wider business applications and apps that people could use and add. I was kind of doing a bit of digging in preparation for the conversation, and I'm sure we can have a good old, you know, chinwag about some of the things. But how do you see things, generally speaking, as, you know, the sorts of systems, apps, and technology that property investors could use perhaps here and now? What do you see out there right now? I think what I'm seeing is lots of small technologies um, that do little bits of property management, um, repairs, uh, signatures, um, but nothing really brings it together. And, and this is the issue that I'm finding. And um, one of the issues, well, the main issue that we set up the platform um, initially was because of all the legacy software. Um, we saw a, a, a reason to have a community, and there's a community of users. And those users uh, were or are, are involved in the management process of your tenancy. So clearly, you've got your tenant, uh, you've got your contractors, you've got if you use agents to find you tenants, and if you have to be managing on behalf of someone, you have an owner. And all of those stakeholders are active in some form or another in the process of management and they will take up time, your time, um, in dealing with whatever issues um, they have. Um, and there's lots of little bits of software that handle elements of that relationship. Um, but in my mind, the problem with that is you get lots of little bits, but nothing wraps it and brings it all together. Um, and, and that's, I think, a failing of what we're seeing in the prop tech market today. Um, um, and, and that I, I see as a slight issue with some of the software that's being developed. As a user, I would find it very difficult to use little bits here and there that don't connect and don't speak to each other and, and, and aren't integrated in any shape or form. Yeah, I, I maybe want to drill down into some of those individual applications you kind of you might be referring to. But what I think just in in doing some prep, um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about perhaps um, how you came about into property because it wasn't your first career, was it? Certainly, a as a property no. investor and b as a sort of a, an owner of a technology business in the property space. So, what what brought it all no. about? <laughs> So I think most people, if you're part-time in property, you buy you buy for an investment, and we bought for an investment, and we bought uh, before buy-to-let was even a word. There happened to be at the time we were buying a difference between the money you could borrow and rent you could get in, and that difference meant that it was it was worth buying into the buy-to-let market. Um, and that's how we got into it. We, as a family, Rochelle and myself, we both had our own careers, but we used funds to purchase property. And uh, as, your, as your listeners are aware, the thing about property is it's quite labor intensive um, in terms of management. So that's how we got into it. It was only ever part time, but obviously as the portfolio grew, it, it took more of our time up. But we were never, ever going to be full time property managers. That was never uh, our role or wanted it to be our role. Um, but we, or particularly myself at the time, having sold one business, uh, I looked at what we had and just thought there's got to be an easier way to put this together and manage these various stakeholders. And that was the issue. It was the stakeholders that mm -hmm. took up my time. Um, and, and that's why we sat down and sort of mapped out Arthur and what we wanted from a system. And, of course, we came at this at the time when mobile phones and apps were really starting to sort of fly and there had to be a way to connect this because at the time it was just legacy software software that had been written 15 years ago 10 years ago that was very much desk desk bound um certainly not mobile 
um, and there had to be a way and that's how we came about Arthur we sort of slowly evolved the the, the business and so when was that was that in the last sort of five years or so that you kind of thought well we start we started to think about it uh, five years ago uh -huh. uh, we started part-time looking for a developer uh, we met up with Dave, who's a co-founder uh, of Arthur, who has a much more technical background than either Rochelle or myself. Um, and sort of slowly, but bear in mind, it was only ever part-time. We all had our own careers. So whilst we sat down five years ago, we never really took it seriously till about three and a half years ago. And then we really took it seriously, and we started to come out of what we did and focus more on Arthur. And it took about... When you're doing something part-time, it takes a lot longer to, to put things together. Yeah. So it probably took us uh, about a year to get it to a point where we could say, look, you know, let's open this up and see what people think about the concept. Let's get a tenant app. Let's get the contractor app. Let, let's get it to a point where people could say, yep, you know, we could use this. Because bear in mind, when you have an idea, at the end of the day, whilst you might think it's a good idea, until it's tested, until people are prepared to pay for it, you actually don't know it's a good idea. And so we had to sort of test it really. And what we found was people actually quite like the concept of this community, this ability to bring people into your into your platform, um, give them technology, give them the ability to add information, to access information and see what it does for your time, you know, the amount of time you spend on management. And it doesn't matter whether you're a full-time property manager agent or a part-time landlord, you all have the same issues, albeit in different quantity. So that's, that's effectively how we set out with Arthur. And now five years later, we have a, a proper business. We have proper users uh, and growing at around about 20% a month. Uh -huh. uh, and just, just to wind back a little bit, when you first started searching, if you like, for a system to make your life easier, were you, were you self-managing or were you using agents at the time? We only ever used agents to find, uh -huh. and then we took over the management. Uh -huh. So an agent for us was another stakeholder. Um, and obviously, when you give your property to an agent to on a find-only basis, you've got no idea how many viewings you're getting. Um, and you keep pestering them for how they're getting on. And so that was another, that's another stakeholder where, who takes up your time when you're managing. So we never showed property. We never let property because we didn't, certainly didn't have the time for that. Okay. So I was just trying to get a handle on what, what, where you were sitting, if you like. So you were, you were relatively hands-on, but just not the, the initial tenant fine. But obviously the property management, once the tenant was in place, was, was down to you. Um, Correct. Because so, that's what you've got effectively. You've got, a, you know, you've got acquisition, you've got tenant fines, you've got property management, and then you, you know, you possibly might have had an experience I had literally yesterday, which was a Sunday. <laughs> this is here's my pain, Mark. I'm going to share my pain with you of yesterday. Sure. I I did. I sat down and did all my annual tax return um, in one foul swoop on a Sunday. It's a it's a horrible day. That's mm. kind of. And it, it, I know I shouldn't do it like that, um, you know, and I keep telling myself, no, no, I need to systemize. I need to do it bit by bit as I go and have a nice system to record things and, and perhaps a system that easily interacts with my accountant, etc. And yet, you know, I'm kind of still got, I've got the seller tape out and I'm sticking together spreadsheets and pieces of paper from letting agents and trying to remember what bills and things have come in, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I guess I'm a little bit music to your ears in terms of what Arthur now does. 
or a property management system generally can do. Uh, so, um, yeah, I had that day of pain and I actually, I really thought to myself, I knew I was having this conversation with you today uh, and whether I actually go as far as to sharing that in public and shaming myself as a, an experienced property investor who still has that uh, tendency perhaps to, to that, that, that horrible day of the year. Did you ever have that? Did you relate to that in any way? Well, financials was never an issue. I think what your what you experienced there, actually, I'm not sure Arthur would have been of value to you. What would have been of value to you is the accounting systems like Zero or QuickBooks, mm -hmm. who Arthur happens to speak to, and that's part yeah. of our integration package. They're much more of value when you're sitting down and working out your end of year, and certainly your accountant would be involved. That for me, the financial side of it wasn't very difficult. You know, tenants paid their rent or they didn't pay their rent. What was the more complicated side for me of management was managing that day-to-day -day process of a tenant has a problem, I've got to do a boiler check, um, I've got documents that need to be signed. The actual, because my, my, my portfolio is largely professional, I never really had much of an issue with tenants paying their rent. But what you're experiencing on that Sunday is to me is more about bookkeeping and accounting rather than property management. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really the function of a, a cloud-based accounting system really. But what you want from a system or from any system really particularly something like your cloud-based accounting system is you want other systems to talk to it because exactly. that's core to your business yes. that's core whether you're putting in a receipt or you're receiving a rent invoice everything must feed into that core system which is your accounting system and actually if you look at the world of zero today and you go to their marketplace their marketplace is full of applications that feed into the core accounting system um, you know whether you're taking a picture of an invoice and it uploads automatically to your accounting system. The, these are really clever, system, clever applications, and they all feed into one system. And that's where your accountant or your bookkeeper will come into, um, and that would have saved you a lot of time. So I don't know if you're a zero user. It sounds like you're probably not, or a QuickBooks user. Any, any cloud-based accounting system, they really save you a lot of time. Well, that, that's kind of what I want to get out here, because I. I I'm not a user of one of those cloud-based systems. I've, I'm using spreadsheets. You know, that's what mm -hmm. I'm using. And, you know, it, it serves a purpose. And um, it's kind of got to the point now where I've got a degree of complexity and scale where it now hurts. Um, until yeah. now, it was, it was okay. But um, just to kind of elaborate a little bit, perhaps to go back into the property management space, I, um, I, I'm very much a hands-off investor. I use letting agents for everything. Um, mm -hmm. I did have a spell. I had an HMO that was um, the agent wasn't doing so well, let's just say. And I, I had to take back the management myself for a while. Yeah. So yeah. I literally was doing everything that you know you described. Um, I used um, someone to do the tenant find exactly as you did. But then I was mm -hmm. uh, I was raising tenancy agreements and, um, you know, doing check ins, uh, putting deposits in place, you know, managing the rent collection, sorting out contractors for repairs and other bits and pieces. And, um, you know, quickly realize you can get out of control, um, mm -hmm. certainly if you're just relying on things like spreadsheets. So um, that, at that point in time, I went looking, in fact, for a system uh, that could make my life easier. And I was a bit surprised, but you said earlier about legacy systems or things that kind of, you know, just operate on a, on a desktop, you know, computer or something. And, you know, you would have thought, oh, I would have thought rather, there would have been, a, you know, a multitude of cloud-based systems and apps that you could use on your smartphone, um, things with the capability of downloading a report 
that you could send to your accounts and, and you know, that kind of thing. And it, it, there wasn't a lot out there. Uh, and, and I guess that's what the, the gap that you're um, plugging now, isn't it, to some extent? Yeah, don't I think don't underestimate the difficulty in building these sort of platforms. I mean, if, if I, had I realised that it would have taken three years to deliver a product, um, I don't know whether I would have ever got involved in the yeah. whole process. But it, it takes a lot and and a fair amount of money to do, to deliver these sort of things. But I, I do think there is efficiency in technology. There's no question. Um, from our perspective, we never stop developing because there is lots of elements to property management that should be and is not currently on the platform. So when you want this end-to-end -end technology solution, you're you're always developing, you're always evolving. Um, I, I guess you get to a point where pretty much you've covered all bases. At Arthur, we certainly haven't covered all bases yet, and we're in the progress of, of our, trying to cover all bases. But there definitely is efficient, efficiency in technology. I think tenants also perceive technology in a really good way. I mean, the reaction to the tenant app is incredibly positive. I mean, most tenants that move into a place don't aren't able to get an app from Apple and Android that has everything they need on the system and the ability to raise and track workflow issues or any issues for that aspect. So you do improve the relationship between your stakeholders with technology because it just makes everything much more efficient and that much more fluid. But of course, with any kind of platform, it, it is dependent on the users and people's enthusiasm for that sort of uh, thing. So um, yeah, I, 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 would, I would say if you want to bring everything together, technology is the answer otherwise as you've realized there's lots of bits to property management and you, you can go for those little bits anywhere you want you can go to DocuSign for your signatures you can go to texting for your texts you can go to I don't know a fixed flow for your workflow but there's nothing there's nothing connecting those bits and that's the problem yeah, it is the problem, and you know it's one of the, you know, the word is convergence, and you know um, getting getting the you know the, the remote or disparate modules to talk to one another, and you you kind of find it in in sort of big tech systems. I don't know if you've got a large corporate background, I think, um, you know the likes of SAP and Oracle and, and those sort of players, you know, they, they, but they're spending billions, if not millions, in developing the technology. I hope you're not into that sort of territory, by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. No, but, um, no, go on. No, I was going to say, because you asked me about the legacy software. One, what I found about the legacy software, it was very tailored towards agents. Mm -hmm. And what was happening in the marketplace is that people were beginning to self-manage. People were taking back the control of their own properties, particularly, like, for example, as we did. So a lot, of the, a lot of the current software was very much tailored towards agents, as it was, except you know, a lot of buy-to-let landlords or professional property managers who just manage um, needed good software and it just wasn't available. And that's the other thing. Yeah, no, you're right. And, um, you know, I think the other things I kind of wanted to talk to you about, this sort of, in, you know, there's two things that really came out in your conversation. This idea of stakeholders. So as a, as a property investor, our stakeholders are our tenants, agents, if we have them, as you say, um, contractors, you know, that do repairs or refurbishment work. Um, we've also got, um, I don't know if, you, if you've got, uh, if you touch the, if we consider a stakeholder as the, as a mortgage broker or, or a lender. Uh, and of course, you've got your professional advisors, legal and, uh, and uh, accountant as a minimum. Mm -hmm. 
So you've got all of these different stakeholders and yeah. you find that you've got different ways of communicating with each of them um, and all with their own requirements. And it's kind of hard Correct. to keep, keep everything in one place in a consistent format, which allows you to manage that communication flow with them. Um, and, and I was surprised. I was genuinely surprised there wasn't um, something out there like, you know, software as a service type of solution. But, um, you know, as we're discovering property, the property industry is fairly slow moving. Um, it so, is. Yeah. And it's slow to change. I agree with you. It is. So I think that's what's happened. So thank you for bringing about some of that uh, uh, connectivity with the stakeholders. The other thing I want to talk about is the connectivity and just perhaps drifting away from your own solution a little bit. But I know you have you use this. But is it Zapier or Zapier? Yeah, now Zapier is an interesting and fascinating platform. Um, and I think this is how technology has gone. In the time that I've looked at Zapier, which is over the last year, it's now grown to over a thousand apps on its platform. <clears throat> now, uh, what, the, what Zapier allows is for you who, until Zapier existed, was a technical thing. You had to get IT people to connect two systems together. And what Zapier allows on its platform is the connection of a number of apps together. Um, so, and, and, and these technologies have to be of written in sort of current formats as they are. So lots of the legacy software, for example, couldn't handle a Zapier platform because it's not written in that sort of language. So you've got the likes of Twitter and Facebook and uh, every possible app you would have you would have come across and l hundreds that you would not know Arthur is on that platform and that's because what you want as a software provider is you cannot write integrations to a multitude of, of software so mm. you write your integrations to the common ones so in our case zero QuickBooks referencing company signature that's core to our business but if you want to write an integration to Facebook, yes, you could do it. You might want to write your integration to Twitter. Yes, you could do it. But what Zapier allows you to do is it allows the user to say, I want to connect my Arthur, for example, to my Facebook. Yes. So every time I have a unit that becomes available to that, I want to advertise it on my Facebook. You connect the two solutions. And as soon as something changes on Arthur, it advertises your property on Facebook. And that's the power of Zapier. You can we, we use it internally in our office. Um, I, I've used it uh, when a, um, an agent has put a viewing, for example, into my system or my platform. I announce it to myself. I was playing around. I announced it to myself via a piece of software called Slack, which mm -hmm. is a communication platform. So there's a multitude of ways of thinking, how can I connect two systems together that improve my efficiency? And that's the beauty of Zapier. And that's a real growth area where people yes. can just make the connections themselves. It's kind of like a black box, isn't it? It's like um, Zapier is the black box and you have your two connection points and it, it takes care of everything inside the box, but it gets those yes. two, two different systems working together. I guess another one is if, uh, if then, what is it? If, isn't it? It's uh, if, then, do this sort of thing. What's the other one? It's similar, isn't it? But um, there's another platform that allows you... Yeah, it's another platform to say similar as Zapier, yeah. Yeah, so there's black box technology. And I think that's another really interesting thing because where I come from it, I'm I'm kind of aware of what technology can do for me and I'm really interested in it. 
but I don't have a high desire to kind of become a coder, <laughs> you know. Um, no. So I want something that's quite, you know, plug and play, that's kind of simple. And so, um, and, and, and easy to use and easy to navigate, and you don't have to have a computer science degree to operate. So, correct. Um, and and we and we, what we're finding is that we we have a client, for example, who has set himself up as a bit of a Zapier expert, and he connects lots of people, property people, um, across the Zapier platform. Um, he provides a service. He charges a nominal amount, sets them up. So, you know, something connects to Google Mail that connects to MailChimp or whatever. So he, he actually sets up lots of people's connections for them. In his case, he's, he, he's, he connects lots of people's authors to lots of different things on Zapier, but he, he does, he connects their zero to, I don't know, a go cardless collection. And and there are people now that will do this and they're, they're not, then uh, they weren't the original coders and they charge a fraction of the price if you try to write the integration yourself. So these sort of industries are sort of growing now. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's creating opportunities, isn't it? And uh, secondary uh, yeah. income streams, but also solutions for us. So, you, you, I, Mark, I'm, I'm picking up. You're throwing away almost. You, you're in the space. So you're kind of. You just said go cardless, and yeah. um, I kind of wanted to pick up on that because there'd be so many people who are not aware of some of these technologies and what they can do. Do you want to just run through some of the? The core that you know are out there. So Go Cardless obviously is a is a payment processing system, isn't it? It's like um, allows you to do a kind of a direct debit ring collection type of um, system. Doesn't yeah, I tell you, it's interesting. We we see clients come to us with all sorts of clever things, and some of our clients are technically actually very good. And I had one the other day which I thought was really very very interesting. He has had a guy connect his account in Arthur to Experian. Now, Experience is a credit agency, mm -hmm. and in his contract, he says to his clients, if you're late on your rent, we will notify Experian. Yeah. So he uses, an and it's completely fine, yeah, he, he's got an IT guy to make the connection between Experience software and Arthur software, and every time a tenant is seven days late with his rent, there's a notification that goes to Experian to notify them. And he has found that now he uses that, his tenants are rarely ever late or don't pay because they don't want a bad credit. Now, I think that's a really, in, and when the guy phoned me and told me about it, I'm thinking, well, where's the advantage? I don't quite see. And then suddenly occurred to me, it's a subtle stick to say to tenants, yes. pay your rent, or I'm going to notify every time two systems. I don't have to do anything. The system will do it. It notifies experience. He's written the, interact, he's written the integration, and he's off and running with it. And I thought, how clever was that use of uh, connecting two systems together now he wrote that no problem okay he wrote that and the guy that wrote it for him is actually now offering it to other people fine no problem but if you look at something like go cardless which is a collection agency we're seeing lots of people now using go cardless to care, collect rent through direct debit that feeds into their zero account so they receive their money into their um, accounting system and they pay off the rent in the accounting system with the money they've collected through Go Cardless. Again, integrations between two very modern softwares, Zero and Go Cardless. And, and that's how things are, are really coming about. And you can see the day where you'll have your core platform and your core platform will put in resources from software it can never compete with. So 
for example, Arthur is never going to be an accounting system like QuickBooks and Xero, but the two systems need to talk to each other. And that's how that's how things become very, very efficient. So I'm a user of Xero. My bookkeeper gets invited to my Xero account as, a, as an invited user. She gets invited to my Arthur account as an invited user. I don't, she, she's in Birmingham. She accesses both systems, operates the financials very nicely, and I have nothing to do with it. And that's the beauty of technology. If you take the time, and it's worth the time, life can be a lot simpler. Yeah, no, I want to just put, come back to that point, but just to sort of pick up also on the system side of it, I'm trying to get a, almost a shopping list out there. So the, you, you've got Zero and QuickBooks as um, accounting platforms, and just to clarify, Zero is with an X, not a Z. Um, yes. But you are certainly aware that Zero can it also integrates to bank accounts, doesn't it? Does yes. So what Zero? Yeah, QuickBooks does as well. So they take uh, a bank feed from your bank. And so that's an automatic feed into your accounting system of all your receipts. Mm -hmm. um, very quick. No longer do you have to sit there like you would probably do on your Excel spreadsheet and mark tick or paid on your Excel spreadsheet your rents <laughs> against your bank statement. What Zero does and it has a very intelligent system is it matches your invoices to your receipts and, all, and it comes up as green and you press yes, 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 yes. You've done your reconciliation in no time at all. But above all, you don't have to be the one to do it because you can employ anybody around the world to do that for you. Um, and we see that more and more that people are using people. We, we have people using people in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. We've seen people use people in South Africa to do certain elements of their work. That's the thing about this sort of stuff. They don't have to be in the same room as you. Well, it's interesting. I had Dan Hughes on the show. Um, by the time you and I are talking, he, it hadn't gone to air, so you wouldn't have had the, even the opportunity of listening to what he said. But uh, Dan Hughes is a big influencer, works, currently works for the RICS, Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors. Um, but he's a top, raised top influencer in prop tech. But he was saying that you know the data collection and the data analysis side of things is what's going to be more automated going forward. And the more decision-making, interpretation, and judgment side of things is where people will still play a, an active role. And you know, you can Correct. almost summarise that, you know, beautifully because you said that you know you've got different people. Oh, we also said there'd be a separation, different people performing different aspects of the, yeah. the whole end-to-end. -end. And as you rightly say, uh, I already use um, uh, assistance in the Philippines to to provide you know uh, work for me. Um, and you know we have a way of talking, etc. But I think it could be even you know even sharper, let's say, by using this sort of end-to-end -end system. But let me tell you what's stopping me, and maybe you can tell me how I can overcome my own problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, as I, so I am an Alpha customer. I, I, I'm duly paying you a subscription, but I'm not actively using the system today. Mm -hmm. And what, okay. what, where I start, and I'm, by the way, this is not me using this as an opportunity to make a support call or anything, but it's just more of a general comment that I had, I didn't really spend the time to get into yeah. the system and understand how it works. Is that really where I went wrong? And what should I do to fix that going forward? I, I think you've got to want, you've got to have a need. I think that's fundamental. If you want things to change, then it will require a little bit of effort on your part. Um, and if you're prepared to make the effort, the learning curve isn't that steep. Because the reality is, 
the platform doesn't do anything that you don't already do. It just does it in a, in a way that brings it together. But there is always going to be a learning curve with anything new. And you've got to be prepared to say, I want to go through that learning curve. If you're half-hearted about it, the chances are you'll drop out. Now, what we're seeing, and we see a lot of people like yourself, believe me, they start Arthur, they stop Arthur, they come back to Arthur. Mm -hmm. uh, we see it all the time. Yeah, and that's the nature. And we're not there to try and... We, we try and encourage you, but at the end of the day, it's your life. You make the decision whether you want to make an effort. What we're seeing a massive, what we're seeing a growth in in the last few months, maybe in the last six to eight months, I would say, is the concept of the virtual manager. And we're seeing that in the UK. And in fact, we run now accredited courses for virtual managers. These guys charge £20 an hour, maybe £15 an hour. They're based in the UK. They run a lot of your day-to-day -day activities within the system. So in fact, you could farm out the things that you actually don't want to do, and it wouldn't actually cost you very much. The issue with, I find with people that manage property is they don't always like to spend money. <laughs> <laughs> and so the issue they've got is they try, well, I'll save money, I'll do it myself. But then they never really do it because it's all a bit half-hearted and it requires an effort. But actually, the reality is, you know, spent, things now are not expensive. Yeah. Uh -huh. I've had someone say, oh, a zero account, £25 a month. That's expensive. And I'm thinking I used to run Sage. It cost me £800 for a year uh -huh. on Sage. Yeah. Software is not expensive. Virtual managers are not expensive. Your time is expensive yeah. and actually you could if you do it properly you get yourself a virtual manager you get yourself your bookkeeper at 25 pound an hour you bring them together it's almost like having a team but actually not employing them and it's not expensive and so people don't think like that they don't want to spend the money or make the time because actually it's a little bit of effort at the front end and a great big reward at the back end yeah, I, I, I'm. By the way, I'm sold on the whole, you know, valuing your own time type of, uh, uh, you know, gig. That's that's something I'm always talking about. I, I consider myself a professional investor, and I value my time. I cost it, so I, I don't have an issue there. I think it was the learning curve side of it where I perhaps you know started it and then just sort of, I needed, yeah. to, like, I needed to probably invest just a little bit more time to get it set up at the front end, and then it would have run smoothly, and I wouldn't have had my Sunday, my crazy Sunday, uh, as a result no, of that. So. No. I, no, and to your point, you, you have to have a need, and the need is usually pleasure or pain, right? So, um, yeah, I, I could have avoided some pain on, on my Sunday by getting it set up. So, I wanted to, to dwell on that. Um, Mark, you're kind of you've probably got your ear to the ground. Um, what are the sorts of apps and systems which are catching your attention right now for that might be interesting to our audience as property investors? What are you seeing out there? <laughs> Do you know what? I, I do read and see and stuff gets sent to me quite a bit in the prop tech market. I've just seen something recently one of our investors sent us was about our use of artificial intelligence when a tenant raises an issue and learning about the replies it should give to the tenant. Um, I can't help but think, and obviously you've got your blockchains and you've got your yeah, your your cryptocurrencies, and I've seen something in America where some guy set up a business, raised an awful lot of money. I still can't quite work out what he's done. He uses blockchain in the rental market. I, I need to investigate that a bit more. But for example, this use of AI, artificial intelligence, in picking up tenant issues, I think your colleague from the RICS said it correctly. I think 
when a tenant raises an issue, what this system does is it tries to predict an answer to your problem. But nine times out of 10, there needs to be a certain amount of human intervention, which I think is what your colleague at the RICS thinks. Mm -hmm. And tenants raising an issue, for example, is something that does require you to recognize exactly what the problem is before you decide what you want to do. Will technology rise to that challenge? Probably in time. I don't think today, but those are the sort of things I'm seeing innovative things coming through. Um, and, you know, I think with prop tech, it's a bit like the internet bubble in the year 2000, a lot of interest around this area, a lot of new businesses coming about, some will fail, some will succeed. Um, everyone has a different idea of how this thing will move forward. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, and it's been a recurring theme as I've sort of evolved this discussion on prop tech. Um, but I was also wondering if you were to get hold of your own smartphone right now, are there sort of a, are there any or, or even your desktop? If you think about you, whatever you're using on the desktop, are there any systems or apps that you think you know? Obviously, apart from Arthur. I'm sure Arthur's the first yeah. one. Well, I have, to, I have to have it on there, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But apart, apart from that, are there any ones there that, you know, perhaps you can name check? Yeah, there is. Check? Yeah, there's one I use called Receipt Bank. Um, what it is, it actually links to my uh, accounting system. I can take a picture of a receipt and it enters a transaction directly into my my zero account. So instead of me having to come back and, and put that at transaction into my zero account, I can do it straight from the app. And I and if, you know, I'm out all the time, I petrol or yeah. you know, something I bought. I don't have to think about it, bang on the app, put details in, go straight in as a transaction to my accounting system. So that's kind of that's like probably, uh, that's kind of like Evernote, isn't it? But very very specific uh, specific. <laughs> And useful, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, very, really useful. You'd be amazed how many times you use that because it just saves you. And because invariably you'll put something in your wallet and you'll forget to deal with it. You just deal with it there and then bang, it's up on the system. And that, that, I mean, other, other than the obvious, you know, the stuff I use like the WhatsApps and the my messengers and we use Slack a lot. Uh, Slack is an excellent communication tool. Um, you can set up, if you're, if you have a business that has more than one, person in it and you want to create channels of communication it's almost like a live chat but it's specific um, not like whatsapp and it's a really good business tool it's free to use it's a fantastic business tool um, which I use a lot and I we use Trello an awful lot Trello is a very useful way of, of you know having a to-do and then moving along uh, the process of that but you know other than the usual ones um, the, the, as I said receive bank for my business and Slack and Trello for our business, and they're 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 all free. Yeah, that's a that's an amazing thing, um, and I don't actually understand that to be honest. Um, <laughs> nor do I. Yeah. Nor do I. Well, I'm um, in fact I'm reading a book at the moment, um, which kind of talks about this this sort of trend of uh, free information, and in fact this podcast is actually an example of that. This is free education. Um, yeah. You know, and so um, it has to be monetized in some way, at some, some in you know, at some stage. Uh, Facebook was free, and it still is free, but of course, it is now monetized um, mm -hmm. by advertising, in particular. So um, you, you can't go on forever offering a free service. You have to generate funds in some way. But so uh, I, I do wonder where it's all heading because you can't just keep giving things away. You have to find a way to to make it uh, to make it pay but it's great news for the consumer in the meantime of course 
Um, it's excellent for the, it's excellent for the consumer, and some of this software is fantastic to use, mm-hmm. you know, and it's free and it is fantastic and it does help efficiency. The amount of times I've spoken to larger property organisations who, for example, have never heard of Slack, um, and actually I, I I tell them it's a fantastic piece of software and they should look at it, and nine. 99% of the time, if they take the trouble to look at it, they employ it because it's a brilliant communication system internally within your organization and it costs you nothing. Yes. I've, I'm, I'm personally using Basecamp, um, which isn't free. I think the basic um, subscription is free, but when you've got you know uh, several accounts, it, it becomes a paid-for subscription. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of enjoying that. Um, as kind of one from me, if you like, and it has this sort of uh, instant communication yeah. tool. It has to dos. It has sort of a messenger. Has ability to save files. I'm giving a bit of a big up for Basecamp here, but what I'm really driving at is that there are there's lots of things out there, and I think we need to go and discover. But is is there also a downside with this? Can you see any um, you know drawbacks with no, the, no? <laughs> Straightforward. No, I can't actually. I mean, but often enough, I will. I will use a piece of software, like for example, perfect example, we Dropbox. I use that for free for a while, and then realise that if I start paying a small amount, I've got the added elements to it which are actually really invaluable. So now I, I pay for Dropbox, but the way I got into Dropbox was was on the free. Mm-hmm. But um, and I, I couldn't live without Dropbox. You know, every time, and and I've connected. Dropbox to my Arthur account on Zapier. Mm-hmm. So every time I put a document onto Arthur, it's copied across into my Dropbox account. So I've got it stored, if you like, in two systems. So I mean, apart from the connection, Dropbox is a very invaluable tool, which I started using for free and then now prepared to pay. I would pay for Slack because I think it's a wonderful piece of software. Um, I would pay for Trello if, but I, actually the free versions actually give me enough at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think I do think yeah. it's uh, it's amazing that you've got all these different technologies, and I think actually if you've got ones where, so for example, another one I really like is LastPass, um, and I I pay for the premium subscription on LastPass, but it just how many passwords you have to manage? It just it's amazing. Uh, it saves me from getting yes. So absolutely, I, I mean I use one password for exactly that reason. Yep, yep. I can hear yep. that you've got phone in the background there. I don't know if uh, how yeah, we're doing. No worries. Yeah. Um, is there anything you know that I haven't? We, we've just had this free-ranging conversation, to be honest with you, Mark, and it's gone. You know, I've been really interested with the way it's gone. But is there anything you kind of wanted to share that you think perhaps I haven't picked up on um, in this sort of space? Um, no, I would. I mean, I would say that for me, uh, property management is uh, certainly the end of I'm at, which is certainly on the technology side. I find fascinating. I, I find the what's coming in terms of connectivity, what's possible today that wasn't possible a couple of years ago, and the rate of change is really exciting, and, and I quite enjoy that aspect of it. Um, it keeps me sane, actually, because for me, property management, on my, or for me personally, is pretty much be you know, it's, it's in the trenches. Um, but the actual technology side of it, I find much more interesting. And, and for you, is property management a way to improve your productivity, for the landlord investor to improve productivity or improve profitability or both? Ah, well, I would say definitely profitability because I find tenant, for example, I find the relationship with my tenant is very different. Now I have technology to uh, to give them. They look at me in a much different way, I believe. They look at 
what we give them. They look at us as a very professional setup. I mean, I'm giving them technology that they've never had before. They don't know how big a portfolio I've got and they have no idea who I am. Um, I would say the relationship with them has been much better and I like the way they perceive me or my business, my property business, uh, because of technology. Um, as far as my time is concerned, I couldn't run Arthur full-time and my portfolio if it wasn't for the fact that I have a connected platform. So I can, I have my connected platform without a question of a doubt helps me uh, because I can run another business and it just helps my efficiency. Sounds good to me. And um, I, I'm going to sort of draw kind of a, a conclusion in a second and maybe invite uh, people to connect with you if you'd like that. And um, so you could perhaps share how people could do that. But perhaps before that, is there, is there anything that you wanted to share with our listeners in particular at all? You don't have to have anything, by the yeah. way. Just what if there was? <laughs> well, the only thing I can share with your listeners is Arthur, because that's the only yeah. thing that uh, will, will bring us into contact with each other. Um, and of course, as I said to you at the beginning, it's not it's not like selling a holiday. It, you've got to want it. You've got to want a change. And if you've decided to make a change, then you should look around. And looking around will involve a conversation with us, as it will involve conversation with others. Um, but you should all they should go through that process of establishing what they want out of life, out of a software system, and then we'll have a conversation, whether it's with me or one of my colleagues. Fantastic. And, and so how could people get in touch and uh, have that conversation, Mark? Well, they can go on to arthuronline.co.uk. Um, they can call us in the office on 0207-112-4860. Um, so one of the things that we do pride ourselves on is that you can speak to us. Um, I'll give you a perfect example, which really frustrated me yesterday. I tried to look for a uh, piece of software so we could partner them in an integration the amount of software I came across where there wasn't a phone number you had to email you couldn't speak to somebody I absolutely thought how on earth do these people do business but that's what that, that and you will find that when you go online and you want to try and find a company and speak to somebody in it it very the, the phone number is impossible to find anyway so we pride ourselves that you can speak to us well, I'm sure after today, you probably will have uh, a number of people who, who will want to speak to you and your, uh, your colleagues there, Arthur. Cause, um, and, and if nothing else, it's given me a little bit more of a, a kick to, to set aside some time and get my own systems uh, up to running. So thanks, yeah. uh, thanks for that, That's Mark. Right. <laughs> really but you should you should you should schedule your you should schedule everyone gets free tutorials anytime they want. It's a shared screen. You, you, we share, we look at your data and we say, right, let's get your data in the right order. Let's look at how we can get the system to work best for you. That's the way to do it. But you've got to make the time. If you don't make the time, you'll fall into that trap of, oh, I can't be bothered. No, that's note to self. Uh, make the time to, to get yeah. it set up. Because I don't really want to have another Sunday like the one I just had, in all honesty. So. <laughs> no, no, I know. And I wouldn't want that Sunday either. <laughs> no worries. Mark, it's been, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, thanks okay, for joining thank me. Thank you very much. And, uh, we'll thanks put for your the, time. No, you're welcome. Talk to you soon. Take care. Well, that was an interesting and wide-ranging conversation, as I'm sure you'll agree. 
It was also bringing the discussion back to some everyday issues that we have as property investors and, and that we'll encounter around managing our properties. Whether it be setting up a tenancy, dealing with repairs, or recording the transactions around our properties, there seems to be a system or an app that can support us now. And clearly, Mark represents Arthur, which is a property management system. So naturally, he will be presenting some of the features and benefits of that particular platform. But we also touched on other technologies, and in particular on some of the connectivity elements that can spin around such a central platform as well. So here are some of the points that I noted down after our conversation by way of summary. We have to have a need, first point. If we do wish to deploy technology, we have to have a reason for doing so. So it will involve as a minimum some time investment and also a learning curve as well. And in fact, I discovered this myself, um, you know, perhaps that time investment was a little bit lacking. And that's possibly why I hadn't personally implemented Arthur quite fully, uh, as fully as I could have done, no doubt. So uh, there is a little bit of a commitment. So we have to kind of overcome this inertia if we're going to get the benefits or the rewards of actually using a property management system uh, in, our, in our portfolios and in our businesses. Now, a lot of the other systems and apps are free, but even if not, often come at a fraction of the cost of the software that, or, or other systems that we used in the past. So, you know, the cost of these uh, solutions is tumbling quite literally, and some of it is, as I mentioned, free. The second point that really wanted to come out was that uh, legacy systems are often not mobile friendly. So some of the older systems that are available um, were pretty much directed at letting agents and not specifically at landlords. And they're best used on a desktop platform uh, and not necessarily always available via the cloud or on, uh, or on a mobile application. And this is now starting to change, such as through the development of Arthur, of course, along with others. The third point is about stakeholder integration, uh, which, which could be better, but is getting better. There are lots of different apps that we could use to communicate with the various interested parties or stakeholders that we have. Whilst this has left room for improvement in the past, it's getting better. And with some direct integrations, uh, that, such as the ones that Mark mentioned, he has Xero and, and uh, QuickBooks, for example, as a direct inter integration into Arthur. But we can also use some of the black box technologies. Uh, Mark particularly mentioned Zapier. And, and the one I was struggling to find in our conversation is If This Then That or Ift. So there's a couple of those sort of black box technologies which allow two systems to talk to one another without you having to be a web coder or something like that. The fourth area I wanted to talk about was that we can use technology to improve efficiency or productivity, but also to improve profitability. Tenants get a better impression when we introduce technology to them that they can use and, and to communicate with us and, and feel like they're logging their, their uh, faults and their maintenance updates and repairs uh, more easily. And this can help to set us apart from other landlords. And, and if we can set ourselves apart from other landlords, we look more professional, we're likely to get more um, you know, tenancy, tenants coming towards us and staying with us as well. But we can also get more done both automatically um, and in, in routine ways to save time and so avoid my horrible Sunday that I was talking about quite a bit uh, when I was doing my year-end books, which, uh, which was obviously just prior to my conversation with Mark. Perhaps I overemphasized it, but you know, I don't know if you have those horrible Sundays as well, but we can perhaps reduce the impact of that a little bit with, with systems and apps and technology. 
And there was a bit of a shout out to the apps, I suppose. I asked Mark if he could mention uh, a few and he did. He came up with uh, a couple of the apps that he uses. Obviously, he's got Arthur itself, uh, which has a mobile uh, app version. Um, and um, there was one or two other extras that uh, I threw in as well um, that we, we talked about. So uh, between us, I think we came up with Zero and QuickBooks for bookkeeping, DocuSign, uh, for, and I've, I've used Signable for electronic signatures. Uh, we, we, we talked about WhatsApp and Slack for communications, FixFlow for repairs and maintenance, Zapier and If This Then That for this sort of black box connectivity between two different systems uh, and making system connections easier. Uh, we talked about Go Cardless for direct debit payment processing, Experian for recording uh, one-time payments, which is more of a subtle stick as uh, Mark referred to it on the call. Mark uses Receipt Bank for his expenses recording. Uh, Mark uses also Trello. I use Basecamp uh, as variations for pro project and task management. Uh, they're slightly different, but they're in that similar sort of space. And of course, Dropbox for cloud-based uh, cloud uh, file storage. Uh, there are other versions like Google Drive and uh, OneDrive, for example, as variants on that as well. So there's a few if you want to go and look up some of those. So check out Arthur, obviously. And if you want to know more about Arthur, go to the website, which is uh, www.arthuronline.co.uk. Or as Mark mentioned, you can give them a call as it seems to encourage people talking to people. So why not? 0207 112 4860, as he mentioned. And I've heard some good things actually about their uh, free shared screen tutorials as well. I haven't actually used one personally, but I have heard of people who have and they said it's pretty good. So uh, maybe give that a go. Give that a go. But uh, also look at some of the other apps and technologies that we shouted out uh, and called out, called attention to as we went through as well. So I'm sure there's some pretty useful ones in there for you to have a look at. Okay, so we'll hear from one or two others uh, with a, a similar sort of interest in this space of systems and apps relevant to uh, property investors over the next couple of weeks as well. However, today I'm, I'm really pleased to uh, have shared the conversation I had with Mark Trupp from Arthur, um, who developed the property management platform to help landlords and investors to manage their properties better. So the show notes will be over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net, or if you want to talk about anything from today's show or receive an intro, intro into one of my guests, just have a general chat about property investing, you can always reach me, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net, and I'd be very happy to hear from you. But for now, all I want to say is thank you very much for listening once again this week. And until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.